Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Dante Alighieri spent nearly two decades writing his most famous work, what we now call the Divine Comedy. I say now because for the first two centuries after his death, it was simply called Commedia, and the Divina was added around 1555. It's seen as the most significant work of Italian literature, and is still studied by scholars and woven into popular culture today. If you've heard the phrase, the circles of hell, you have Dante to thank for that. Most recently, the author Dan Brown, known for his novel The Da Vinci Code, published a novel called Inferno. As you might imagine, Dante features heavily in the story, and it's amazing to see a work of literature still be so influential after over 500 years in print. But it almost didn't happen. As I said before, Dante spent nearly two decades writing his masterpiece. Everyone around him had plenty of time to learn about his project. His two sons, Jacopo and Pietro, were most likely allowed to read along as he wrote it. I guess my point is that people were aware of the book. It was the center of his existence for so long, after all. And then, in 1321, just a year after he had completed the whole thing, but before he had a chance to publish it, Dante died. His family went through that same sort of grieving process we would experience today, wrapping up his final affairs and making sure his burial was taken care of properly. But within weeks, life would have moved on. Except his sons couldn't forget that manuscript. And who could blame them? Now, the Divine Comedy is a collection of 100 parts, called cantos. Going through his papers after his death, Dante's sons discovered that there were 13 cantos missing. That's 13% of the book, one-eighth of the completed work. And not just any 13%, either. They were missing the final chapters of the entire story. It was maddening. According to an early Dante biographer, the sons searched the family home for months, They went through every scrap of paper they could find, dug through drawers and boxes, and looked for any clue that might tell them where the missing pages had gone. But nothing worked, and they were left empty-handed. Friends recommended that the two men simply complete the story themselves. They knew how it was supposed to end, and they were familiar with their father's work, so why couldn't they just piece together the final parts and call it a day? And that was certainly possible, but it was far from ideal. 
They, like a lot of other people, wanted their father's official ending. As the story goes, one of the sons, Jacopo, went to sleep one night after another frustrating day of searching for the papers, and a short while later, began to dream. In it, he saw the figure of his father, dressed in white and glowing in that Renaissance painting sort of way. Still fixated on the missing papers, Jacopo asked his father about it, and the older man nodded before walking over to a particular spot along his chamber wall. And then he pointed. The next morning, Jacopo called for a lawyer to watch as he searched the room. There, right in the spot his father's ghost had told him about, he found a hidden compartment with stacks of paper inside. They were covered in mold and had begun to rot on the edges, but they were still legible. After reading through them for a moment, he smiled. The missing pages had been found. It's crazy to imagine But one of the most significant works of literature of all time almost didn't happen. The Divine Comedy is responsible for providing us with vivid images of the world beyond our own, from hopeful visions of paradise to the nightmarish trials of hell. The fact that they even exist today at all feels like a random victory for Dante. Or his sons, though. It was nothing short of a dream come true. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The 1860s was not a good era for transatlantic travel. The most advanced passenger ships were steam-powered, but even with that technology, the average journey from England to America took nearly two weeks. That's a long time to be in the middle of the ocean, considering how often weather can change over a two-week period. In October of 1863, two ships departed Liverpool on their way to America. One of them, the Africa, encountered horrible weather and reportedly sank as a result. The second ship, called the City of Limerick, wasn't doing much better either. They had been moving through rough seas and dark storms for nearly a week, and there didn't seem to be an end in sight. On board was a man named Mr. Wilmot, who was returning to the United States where his wife awaited him at home in Connecticut. Wilmot was sharing a stateroom with a friend, a man named Mr. Tate. The two men slept on bunks in the room, Wilmot on the bottom, and Tate up above, but for at least a few days, Wilmot had barely moved from his bed due to seasickness from the choppy waves. One stormy night, though, Wilmot was sleeping in his bunk when he had the most vivid dream. In it, he could see the door to the tiny stateroom slowly open, and there, dressed in a white nightgown, was his wife. It was a logical vision. He missed her terribly, and the growing anticipation of being reunited with her hadn't helped. Even if it was just a dream, it was good to see her again. When she stepped into the room, Wilmot noticed a nervous look on her face. She cast a worried glance in his direction, but higher up, as if she were looking at the bunk where Tate slept. Then, carefully, she crept over to Wilmot's bed, stooped down low, and kissed him. A moment later, she stood back up, slipped out of the room, and the dream was over. The next morning, Wilmot awoke to find Tate standing beside his bed, staring down at him with a frown. You're a pretty fellow, Tate said sarcastically, to have a lady come and visit you here. Wilmot was confused and asked his friend to explain himself. Tate went on to describe, in incredible detail, the visit of a woman in a white dressing gown who had approached the bunk and kissed Wilmot. Naturally, Wilmot was stunned. It was exactly as he had dreamt it. But that wasn't possible. How could two men have the same dream, let alone doing so inside the same room? This would be an amazing tale if it ended right there. But there's actually more. About a week after the shared dream, the steamship docked in New York, and Wilmot caught a train north to Connecticut. His entire family had gathered to welcome him home, and it was probably a very happy occasion. But the moment he and his wife had a second alone, she surprised him with a very unusual question. Did you receive a visit from me a week ago? She asked. Stunned, Wilmot nodded, but also noted that it would have been impossible. How could she have boarded his ship and found him in his quarters? Her answer was chilling. Apparently, after hearing the news of the sinking of the Africa, she had spent days suffering from deep anxiety, worried for the safety of her husband. One night, about a week before his return, she found herself still awake into the night, 
and was so overcome with fear that she imagined visiting her husband as he traveled. She described entering the room and how she could see Tate awake in his own bed, watching her as she looked around. She described the kiss, the gentle caress, and then her silent exit. Then, as if to prove it had all really happened, she described every detail of the room, right down to the structure of the bunks the two men slept on. If the story of Mr. and Mrs. Wilmot is any indication, love is a powerful, mysterious force that binds us to each other. Sometimes we love someone so deeply that we can't shake the feeling that they're right there with us, even when they're far away. And perhaps there's a good reason why. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.